What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of the 526 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Sunday evening discussing St. John's defeating the Creighton Blue Jays 80-66 to and potentially salvaging this season. We'll get into more of that later, but first, they finally finally get that signature win that you were hoping they would have gotten um, probably about a month ago as to how many close games this place um, or this team was in and just how many times they had a halftime lead and they saw it unfortunately slip away. But not today. Not on Sunday, February 25th, 2024. Just a week prior, the narrative was a bit different when people were talking about St. John's basketball at the end of the game against Seton Hall. And Dennis Jenkins' response to that one asked... Um, was basically we needed to remain one tight fist. And, you know, when asked about, I'm not going to play it for you because there's no reason to, when asked if that win um, today and the win against Georgetown and how well the team had played and especially played today, um, and when they were asked if the team got closer and maybe that uh, juiced them up a little bit more. Rick Patino's comments last Sunday. Every single head that was sitting on that panel, Glenn Taylor Jr., Dennis Jenkins, and Jordan Dingle postgame, all of them nodded their heads and um, agreed that that talk that Rick Patino voiced out to the entire world um, had a big impact on St. John. So... First, um, I'd like to play for you a clip of Rick Pitino's thoughts on the game and uh, how he felt the team performed today. I'm not sure the offense is better than the defense. The defense is better than the offense. But when you have 24 assists and only three turnovers, that's a special offensive night. And when you hold, hold them to 39-23, especially in the first half, the defense was great so many times. The shot clock was ready to go off, and that's when you know you're playing great defense. So proud of the guys. Really good performance. We had two great days of practice. And we, one thing we wanted to do is I said, look, every team has defensive weaknesses. So let's look at our strengths. Our strengths have always been the fast break and pushing the pace and doing good things. And I don't want you to let up from pushing the pace because they're not going to sub much. I want their I want their legs to have to sprint back and play you in transition, as well as against the press. And the guys did a fabulous job. 
So obviously I think Rick very pleased with the, as you heard, the low turnover rate. I mean, only having three turnovers and having 24 assists was fantastic. Um, And it was just an excellent, excellent effort by St. John's all around. But specifically one player that has gone and flown really under the radar over this season for the Red Storm. Let's hear what Rick Pitino had to say about Glenn Taylor Jr. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Taylor, I, you know, I said, Glenn, you got to rebound the ball for us, man. You're not rebounding. You've, you've got to do he, he He did a fabulous job tonight. So I feel like right there you hear Rick praising Glenn. He's very, very pleased with how well he performed today. And, and of course, I mean, how could you not praise him? You know, it was a a really unselfish day put together by Glenn Taylor Jr. Just four points, but ten boards, six assists, and did a fantastic job. Dennis Jenkins uh, went on and said later, uh, we don't win the game if we don't have Glenn Taylor out there on the floor. Glenn Taylor is someone that has uh, gone back and forth with minutes and, and throughout this season. So now here's Rick Pitino discussing Glenn Taylor's minutes and a meeting he had with him well i met with him i said glenn you, you're not driving to the basket you're not rebounding you're not playing great defense i said i need you to start doing that because you're capable of doing it you're a good athlete and he did it tonight he rebounded he played great defense uh he did a lot of really really good things so we just had a meeting and i just said glenn i need you man let's go and i think you can hear it right there in rick's voice i mean i don't want to say begging is the word but just saying to him listen man you you got to come out and rebound for us you know you're not doing it and he's right I mean when Chris Ledlam would go to the bench or, or Chris Ledlam's not on the floor they don't really have that other player that's on the hardwood that's going to go in and make the tough plays um that's kind of been Ledlam's job you know for Soriano and and they needed Taylor to do that when Ledlam would go to the bench and Certainly he has done that. I mean, he's had times this season where he's come up with big shots, but ultimately I think he really, really put it together um, for sure today, but uh, throughout times during the season as well. And I felt like this was just a great outing for him to have in terms of maybe we can feel a little more confident. He's a junior. Maybe he'll be coming back next year because you know you think about it with who's leaving and and with a performance like this and with the offensive game that he develops maybe if they can just tighten that up um, his defensive end a little bit more he can have an impact on them next year so I definitely felt like this was a huge opportunity for Taylor um, today and just for the fans overall and the coaching staff to feel confident that maybe this guy is bought in And, and here's um, another clip from Rick Pitino talking about how close he feels he and his team have gotten on and off the court throughout the season. The thing that you don't understand and you guys don't understand because you're not with us, this is the closest player coaches that I've ever been involved with. And you would think it's the opposite because of what, what happened. It, it's, the, it's the direct opposite. We are really, really close. We have a lot of fun together. And my frustrations fell over, but I was doing it intentionally to get them to understand how important it is, especially for our six seniors. But uh, came across the wrong way, and 
apologize right away, move on. If uh, something goes wrong, just correct it um, and move on. But we are a very, very close team off the court. So, Rick, you know, talking about how well they've stuck together on and off the court, and, and I just wanted to say this one last thing. I mean, hopefully we will eventually stop talking about it, but of course when it made national headlines and it's on MSNBC, how are you not going to address it? And that's them being a close team on and off the court. Part of the reason why I felt like Rick would went out and had those comments was because I felt like he he had the relationship with his team that he could make comments like that and it not hurt them overall because you heard from players you know against Georgetown and today that it didn't really affect them that much um now some of the coaching staff some of them were hurt by it um but other than that I don't think it was really as big of a deal and Rick did address it but I certainly don't think it was viewed as big of a deal from um, the team's standpoint. So let's talk about the game as a whole. Um, St. John's obviously holding a halftime lead is the biggest story. Up 13 at the half. You know, you felt like the second that buzzer hit, to end the first half, and sure, St. John's this time, the, you know, the biggest difference was between this game, the Georgetown game, and every pretty much other game that they had a halftime lead, St. John's had momentum heading into the half. They went on a fantastic run where they grabbed the lead from Creighton with 6.59 left to go in the first half, and St. John's up 26.25, they would end the half being up 41-28. So they went on a 13-3 run to end, or excuse me, I can't do math, 15-3 run, rather, to end the first half. You have to feel really, really good about that. You saw Simeon Wiltshire come in. He added some big minutes, and you know we heard, or read, rather, a couple days before that Sim is committed long-term to being at St. John's, which is great because with the transfer portal and with Rick Pitino's comments in the past about it, you were feeling a little dicey about whether or not that would be the case. But you see, obviously, where he's at, and that, of course, makes you feel uh, much better. But he had a great game overall. Um, Rick spoke about it. He said when, you know, when we got Sim... He could have gone anywhere he wanted to, but he's getting so much better here at St. John's because he's going against DJ, uh, Danis Jenkins, that is, every day in practice. And the reason why he's getting so much better is because of the fact that he's going up against a veteran guard that's challenging him and making him um, a better player. But, you know, getting back to the game, coming out of the second half, St. John's, they had some low points. You saw Creighton make some runs. Um, but ultimately, St. John's was just able to answer them back every single time. And they defended very, very well. Creighton was able to cut the lead down in the midst of the second half, down all the way to five. But then St. John's able to just rally and pull through. Dennis Jenkins said, in the entire second half, he didn't look 
at the scoreboard once. He said he wanted to completely focus on getting not just the win, but cementing that they got the win. And he and Jordan Dingle had an excellent second half, 15 points for Jenkins. He was 6 for 10 from the field, 2 assists, 2 for 2 from the charity stripe, had a 3 as well. And Jordan Dingle, 12 points, 5 of 7 from the field, definitely had a terrific, and a lot of people were saying this could have been Jordan Dingle's real breakout game, and maybe we're starting to see Dingle play more more to himself, I guess is a weird way of phrasing it, but looking more like the Jordan Dingle you were expecting. Rick Pitino constantly says he's getting better, he's getting better, um, and certainly he showed that here tonight, or today rather, this this afternoon. Um, and that was an excellent job by him. And hopefully, you know, this is a a win that could, you know, you think about that Seton Hall loss last week and you think about the, you know, the comments with that, maybe you could go back an inch and move forward a mile. And that's what you're hoping right now to St. John's because the way I see it, this win propels you. I mean, don't let anyone fool you. This win really propels you as a team. It's going to it's not going to be anything to where okay, now they're back in. No, St. John's is still the best this win does is put them on the bubble. I mean, let's face it. The best this win does is put them as a next four out in bracketologies. From what I have, you know, they're a fringe next four out team. I mean, that's what it does. You know, you're still chasing teams like Providence. Wake Forest gets a big win yesterday. Ole Miss has been stacking them. You still have Texas Tech, Seton Hall, Texas, Pitt, Oklahoma. Heck, even Iowa has earned some wins over the last couple of days that propels them upwards. Gonzaga's gotten it together a little bit. Hell, even SMU looks better. So there are a lot of things here that are still in St. John's way, but like I said, you know, you, and like Rick Pitino said, for those older guys, you know, keep fighting, keep fighting. You know, you none, some of you guys haven't made the tournament. I'd love for you guys to get there and just keep scratching. Don't let down. And it's something that is very easy, and you heard Jenkins talk about it. It's very easy to do is to get low on yourself and not continue to keep fighting, and that's exactly what st john's did this afternoon so big one against butler coming up this week big one at hinkle field house st john's you know they they salvaged their season but you can't get too excited about anything right now i mean it's great you know i think the fans are having more of a buzz about themselves there's a little bit more air to the St. John's fan base, certainly. But Butler, of course, is a different animal. And playing at Hinkle, um, St. John's last one there back in 2022 by three. It's not a friendly environment for the Red Storm. They do not fare typically well at Hinkle. Um, It's tough, but you got to hope St. John's will ultimately be able to pull it out. Um, on the road, St. John's is 2-8. and eight. At home, they're 10-3. and three. If this game's at home, I'm saying, all right, I'm feeling real good. 
But on the road, they're two and eight now. Let's be real here, though. Playing at Hinkle on the road, they've never had Rick Pitino as their head coach. So maybe we might see something different. We've seen, I mean, every game St. John's has been on the road thus far, knock on wood, they've been in it. Every single game, whether it was stores, whether it was the Pfizer Forum, whether it was the Finneran Pavilion, which they got a big win, of course. They were in it, and I'm pretty sure in the first two – actually, I know for a fact in the first two games, they held a lead at the break. And I believe they did it against Creighton two out in Omaha, if memory serves me correctly. The only game they looked like pure crap on the road was against Seton Hall at Prudential Center, and you didn't have Rick Pitino there. So maybe maybe that's the key. Of course, probably having your head coach is probably the key. But you know what I mean. Um, it, Rick Pitino certainly has his players prepared to play no matter where the game is at. The question is, can they continue to use in-game strategies like they did today? And can the players pull through, really hone in, really listen to what Coach Pitino and the staff is saying, and go on and get a win? Hopefully they'll do that this upcoming week against the Butler Bulldogs. Now, Butler is going in the opposite direction from St. John's right now. It has not, it does not appear that Butler will continue to be a bubble team if some folks had them as a bubble team after today. Certainly, Xavier isn't. And from what we heard, on today's broadcast, Big East might only get four teams that get the nod. Creighton, Marquette, and UConn now are tournament locks. Providence, Seton Hall, and maybe St. John's are fighting for that last spot. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and as always, I'll talk to you next time. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York, New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little town blues Are melting away I'll make a brand new start of it In old New York If I can